The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach Al Gross with Derek Kennard. And welcome to another Monday night from Under the Helmet. And we have a very, very special show tonight. We have with us the godfather of football camps, Mr. J.D. Hill, and our co-host, Mr. Derek Kennard. What do you got for us, Derek? Well, we got a, we got a nice lineup to here tonight with, uh, you know, we're going to look at the Cowboys and uh, New York G-Men, see how they fared last night, and also the Cleveland Browns and Jets. We want to talk about this NFL lineup with... Tampa Ooh. Bay and Carolina and the Cardinals with Seattle. We got a whole host of things to talk about uh, tonight. So um, along with that, we're going to go into some college football, and then we're going to talk to our host, J- uh, our, our, not our host, but our guest, J.D. Hill, the godfather of football camps from all over America. And we also are going to be uh, closing tonight with some Monday Night Football and some promo things we like to promote with uh, Catch the Vision, Hitman Sports. And uh, there you have it, big fella. Well, that sounds like an exciting show. And let's start off first by talking about the big matchup between the Cleveland Browns, my Cleveland Browns, and the New York Jets. Yesterday we had a a, a game where it went in overtime. The Browns have come out and played some very, very uh, inspiring football over the last few weeks, and we just want to ask J.D., did you get a chance to see the game yesterday or or watch any of the Cleveland Jets game? Well, you know what I did? I I had an opportunity to watch some of it, but didn't get to watch it because of other activities, so I glanced at it. But the highlights and the commentary that was following the game, it seemed like it was a very – Good game, very exciting game. And uh, once again, the young man, the second-year quarterback from the uh, New York Jets who uh, demolished your former team um, and just knocked them out the box, you know, with that nice pass, that post route, that post route, you know, and that wide receiver. So maybe I watch more than I'm letting me know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. He did get away from a couple of sacks, and I have to give credit where credit's due. And Santonio Holmes has shown that he's a big play receiver uh, by making a big catch in the big game. And moving right along, DK, we had also a big game between the the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears for the NFC North Division crown. Uh, they're they're fighting it out with Green Bay up there. How did, how did that game come out? Well, it was good to see Chicago was able to shut down Brett Favre and a, that explosive offense with with that uh, Hersey, uh, Percy Harvin and uh, you know he's been highly explosive these, this uh, entire season, but you know he was questionable going into the game with that migraine that keeps coming back that to migraine. haunt him. I, I, you know I don't know if uh, this gonna cost some people their jobs at the end of this season, but man, this uh, this young fella is awful talented, and I, I I sure hate to see him give up on this guy, but. Man, it, it keeps getting in the way with his progression, as, uh, uh, getting better at the wide receiver position. What do you think about that, J.D.? You know, when you have a young man that has that type of, um, uh, which, whether you want to call it an affliction or, uh, you know, I don't know what, how you want to uh, title it. But that young man is one that I would say 
it's better to keep him than not because he makes the plays. And when you talk about the explosive uh, Minnesota Vikings and their season with the Bears and, you know, the NFC champs and all that stuff, you know, let's say the, you know, uh, Percy Hawkins is explosive. The rest of the Vikings need to get explosive. They need to get some wicks in them and somebody yeah. need to stick a fire on it. Uh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Man. Now, J.D., he, he is no stranger for putting somebody on their back. I don't care if you're a 350-pound man. He will put you on your back. Well, if you why, ain't paying what, attention. <laughs> if you ain't paying attention, he'll lay you down. I, that's what I like about that because you're not making a business decision. you out there making plays, whether you blocking for O.J., are you uh, out there making a play for yourself? Let's you, talk. Let's talk a little bit about. But it the comes receiver. for the team, you know. It's all about the team. Yes, yes. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, the receiver that's playing today, and you playing with Buffalo uh, as as if, if you don't know, JD plays uh, in the National Football League with. O.J. Simpson in, in that in that rear well, in that I, season. Actually, I played. I was the Buffalo Bills' number one draft choice, and out of Arizona State University, the only university in this state. Now I don't know about that. He's starting to trying to start that that Arizona State Arizona thing, but you don't want to touch that JD because it's a seven in a row streak going. But back to you blocking for J for OJ Simpson, uh, and, and and if you guys don't also know, uh, the three of us all come from the same hometown in Stockton, and we grew up watching uh, JDs a couple years ahead of us, and we really appreciate the way that you played football because there's a long line of players that come out of Stockton following behind you and they all seem to play with that same intensity and the same aggressiveness and the same thing that uh, has made us all successful. But do you see the same thing going on uh, amongst the receivers in the NFL today? Today it's it's reality shows. (laughs) Reality shows and look at me, you know. And you have, uh, you know, you have athletes uh, and receivers who are actually team players. But the way the the game is structured today, it's it's revolved around marketing. Uh, also, today you can't touch a wide receiver. You as a defensive back, well, when we played, you know you'd beat a receiver up all the way down the field. You'd you'd beat him up into his driveway if he was driving. As long as he, he was, was in front of you, and <laughs> yeah, the ball you know, wasn't in there. He was yeah, dead. right. He was beat up. But today you can't touch the receivers. So you got this five yard. You know you you. It, it just uh, it, it makes it so easy. So when you start talking about great wide receivers. You know, I just have a little a tough time with them labeling the guy a great wide receiver, or the greatest receiver, or the best receiver. Maybe at this time, yeah. But under the conditions for which we played, where there was bump and run, you, you beat a guy up, you know, I would love to have played in a system like this where they couldn't touch me after five yards. You that's know? right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we have guys like uh, Hines Wards that we can appreciate the way he plays oh, football. Oh, my God, and, uh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, he plays like they, they used Old to school. back in yeah. the day, and, yeah. and we love that. But when you got the guys like Ocho Cinco and T.O., what, what did you see yesterday from Mr. T.O. yesterday? You got Miles Austin as well. You got Miles Austin. You got Braylon Edwards. You know, you got Brandon Marshall. Come on. These are well, listen here. We have we have a situation here with the 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 Cincinnati Bengals played the Colts, and we had Ocho Cinco's out there playing hurt and playing his heart out, and to see the guy get up off that turf and go right back into the game to give them boys some ooh wee, it was it was, <laughs> it was pleasant to see, but. You know, on the other end, on the other side over there at that wide receiver position, we had T.O. that went across the middle, and he chicken wing. I don't even think he threw up a chicken wing. He didn't even put up an arm. Alligator arm. Alligator arm. Little banny hands. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. He made a business decision by not going after that ball, and it wound up being an interception, and then he reached out to – uh, not wholeheartedly tackle a man that he l- appeared like he made a small attempt to tackle this man. Uh, he didn't sell out. He no. didn't sell out. He didn't throw his body around like you or I would do, but he made an attempt. Uh, do you think it was some business decisions made uh, there? Well, you know, a lot of times you have to look at, you know, what is and what is it. You know, I know with the money that's involved today and athletes, the hits that guys are taking, a lot of times you have to be you have to be a little careful as a as as a wide receiver, you know, especially when you're going across the middle. 
Right, right. Well, you know, I just, I just had a hard time with that yesterday. The entire, the entire time with uh, him not going after that ball in that, in that uh, crucial situation where they had the opportunity to win that ball game. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys, and the Cowboys had a big game where they had a coaching change. They brought in uh, the the offensive coordinator. What's his name here? Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Garrett. And to replace uh, Mr. Phillips. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw a, a big – what did you see, big DK? I saw a big change in attitude in that team. Well, you know, I, I saw a balanced offensive attack that I've been looking for the entire season. And, you know, they, they was able to run the ball and allow them big offensive linemen to come off the ball and, and, and explode into the D linemen and not let them tee off on them and, and, and get off the ball and get after their quarterback. This – is the, this balance attack, man, you got to be able to run the ball in this league if you want to win some ball games. Well, we also saw a, a, a difference in the defensive side of the ball where they were making some tackles. Can, can we go stay with that offense just a little bit? Did the offensive coordinator change? No, he did. Oh, okay. They had the same oh, coordinator oh, okay. they had as last so, week. So why – what is it that uh, do you become head coach and now your plays are better? You got a better selection. You got a difference in your offensive scheme now because you're head coach. Come on, man. I, I, I don't want to buy that because that don't look right, nor does it sound right. So, you know, so for some changes to be made offensively where plays were being ran, where execution is being done, now that I'm a head coach, my off, I'm still with the offensive coordinator from yesterday. I'm just a head coach also now. So, so I can't believe that the Dallas Cowboys all of a sudden did a whole bunch of stuff different. I'd like to believe that the Giants had a bad game. Can I let me let me in, in, interject here? We because only got Dallas, a, we only have a minute here, but I want to let you know that it, this man put some people uh, uh, in perspective of losing their jobs and their careers, at, uh, and he is not laid back like my man. Uh, 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 Mr. Uh, uh, Phillips, Phillips, Coach Phillips, he is Wade much Phillips. more assertive than his uh, than his predecessor. So, so you telling me that the players don't play for the offensive coordinator? So therefore, the guys that are sitting there in his meeting room that he's giving plays to, designing plays, giving them schemes, and letting them know that they are. You know, to be who are they? Whatever you know, they still the Dallas Cowboys, and they still under his coaching. Well, we got to get, we got to take a break here in a, in a minute, and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on in Dallas after this message. Ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice. America Sports Channel. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. You 
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back from Under the Helmet with... Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross, and we have our guest today, Mr. Godfather of all football camps, J.D., <laughs> my man. Catch the Vision Hill. J.D. Hill. <laughs> yes, sir. We got J.D. Hill in the house today. You know, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know we're, we're, we're excited. Y'all. We're excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I know. Yeah, we got to be yeah, good because, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be on my best behavior. Right on us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about the uh, – the, the, we'll go back to the NFC West and talk about the Cardinals in the in the Seahawks game. Seven oh five. They got another ten minutes. I'm hang out. Hello. And 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 what and, and what did you see yesterday in the Cardinals game against Seattle? Well, I I saw that. Uh, the, well, let me know. Hello. This is the radio show. Hello. Hello. Somebody's talking. Well, I have I have a um, a problem with the Cardinals. Going into this um, uh, this game and abandoning their running game right away, that uh, that right there uh, showed me that they they're they're just not in sync. They got to have to balance out that offense with the running game. And I know you guys, uh, our view, our listeners are, are constantly hearing me talk about a running game, but it is so essential going into a playoff run to to have a running game to control the clock, control the ball, and to uh, uh, just uh, really take control of a defense. It's just called manhandling a defense the way you want to. And, you know, this is uh, pretty typical. Now, what happened with the Cardinals, they, they wound up not protecting the quarterback once they abandoned the run. So uh, when they went into the passing situation, them, them D linemen were teeing off and letting them have it. And uh, they just rolled their ears back and just was uh, teeing off on that uh, Derek Anderson. And that's unfortunate because uh, they, they almost hurt the man at, towards the end of this game. Yeah, and I also saw, you know, uh, some things uh, from the Cardinals' perspective on the defensive side of the ball because, you know, I'm always looking at the defense, being a defensive player, in which uh, we got a good uh, a good lineup of people, on, personnel on that team. But I just don't see the fire of them playing the way that they play with emotion. And I think that's contributing because they're giving up entirely too many points for the amount of talent that they have. And I'm starting to look at the defensive coordinator and whether or not uh, he's inspiring these guys or not. I see an all-world safety in, in Adrian Wilson give up two long passing plays just on being out of position, and that's, that's really not like him. And uh, I think there's something needs to be done this year, along with the quarterback. But they need to do something on the defensive side of the ball. Now, we also had a, a big game out on the Bay Area where we had the San Francisco 49ers uh, come back with, and, and, and win a football game against the uh, their rivals, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Rams. And uh, we saw a really good game, and, and the 49ers come out on top. Did you get a chance to see that game, J.D.? Yeah, yeah I, I watched a little bit. I was glad to see the, the young former Heisman Trophy, Troy Smith, do a, a, a good job because that kid over there at the Los Angeles with the uh, St. Louis Rams is the truth. He's the number one, number one pick. That yeah. is, mm-hmm. that is the truth. You uh, know, yeah, yeah. And for uh, uh, Troy to be a former Heisman Trophy winner, uh, moving from team to team, and then having an opportunity to settle in and make a difference and bring forth a win for uh, uh, Mike Singletary over yeah. there, that was exciting. Yes, you know, yes, good it to is. see that. Yeah. yeah. Now, now on those Cardinals, can I say something about those Cardinals? You guys were mentioning about the Cardinals. Yes, and the, yes. Come back uh, to it. Come on with it. Okay. Um, one of the things that I noticed that, uh, that a lot of things times it happens is there's a, a frustration in change. You know, we've had a lot of changes on this 
program uh, here uh, since last year, the great run, the big victories, and all the the last three years, and all of a sudden here in our right. fourth year, which is pretty par for NFL teams at three years and make changes, three years to make changes, negotiations, right. contracts, and all that stuff get in the way. Friends leave that uh, natural sense of uh, camaraderie for families. Here's families that have been joined together for four or five years. You know, their kids know each other, the wives know each other. Then there's a, a new flex where there's a movement going on and others come in and you you know we all have played that and we know what that looks like and then with the, that change and that frustration even in the system you know Fritz Gerald is missing Bolton you know that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I, I don't I mean Breston and Breston and you know these athletes these are good athletes but Bolt he demanded attention which really gave uh, uh, Fritz uh, an opportunity to roam and be the acrobat that he is and make the big catches. And the Lion is not doing the same thing. You know, Kurt Warner is even more appreciated today exactly. with that quick release and that leadership. He is. And not only that, he brought God into the locker room. And we all know being believers that whenever God is in the middle of anything, you can't go wrong. Okay, you know? talk to me. And amen, so, amen, <laughs> so, amen. And so, and so here you got a leader that's a spiritual leader where things that may have been do- done or taking place didn't take place because of the respect that that was involved, you know, and no, and then you talk about you said uh, uh, the, the 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 defense and the offense, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll move on past that. The run mm-hmm. for the playoff run, I don't see it. No, no, no. Uh, they, uh, I, I think they took themselves out of it this week, and uh, uh, I don't see them recovering and getting back on a winning track here to, with the schedule coming up. Uh, yes, it is a weak schedule, but you know, until they resolve this, this quarterback issue and and this running back issue uh, you know I, I just don't know where is Benny Wells why is he always hurt I don't what think he's health, I don't think he's healthy uh, he has been Wells healthy is, since he got off the injured. bus when he got here I, I just have a major problem with uh, uh, the reliability of my key running back and or my backup running back uh, we lost uh, the Hightower at the uh, towards the middle or the end of that game I, 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 I see we're having some problems at the running back position Along with the quarterback, these are some key positions, and you know, uh, yeah, our offensive line is playing below subpar, and they need to they need to tune that thing up as well. You know, that court, that that offensive left tackle uh, turned his shoulders and let that man beat beat the, beat his quarterback down, and that was uh, that was unacceptable. That was totally unacceptable. <laughs> somebody need to need to knock the snot out of somebody and uh, line up and, and and let's get it on. Yeah, yeah. Don't suit up. Don't suit don't up. Suit up DK. We don't, don't want suit, your suit. Don't back suit up, up DK. Up, <laughs> don't, I feel the fever. Don't suit up. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm feeling it. I'm Isn't feeling that it something today. how as an athlete when you, you have that desire, you see that, you've been there, you've mm-hmm. done that, and that adrenaline at times, it still is there, you yeah, know, yeah. and it, and it show up it show up every now and then, and you get that fire in you. You know what, and it's, yeah. been a long, it's been a long time since I hit the field, but when we saw that overtime game, and uh, my boy Eric Wright, Give the type of effort he did in overtime with seconds left in the game to let the guy catch the ball. You don't hit the ground. You don't lay out. You let him catch it and you run in. You look at the safety like, what's, where is the safety at? Somewhere along the line, I wanted to get up off that couch and suit it back up. But I said, don't do it, big fella. Don't do it. The body says no, but the mind Mind says says go. That's right. That's right. It it always go down like that. Hey, it's, uh, it's about time for us to Get into some college football, and uh, we we need to talk about that. Uh, what's you didn't going even on? talk about the Buffalo Bills win, man. man. Here we, I am sitting you know, here, Bill. We talking about well, the you know Browns what? who well, got yeah, took yeah. to town, and, and then you know you're talking what? about the Cowboys, you know, who's still trying to make a stand, you know. But then you got us, Buffalo Bills. We rising up, baby. We rising <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, you, you know they're a, they're playing. You, you know a what, win, man? Hey, man, you they got, got you their got first win against Detroit. Your other former team. That's all. Time you get. That's all the time you get right there. You got a win. My two teams. That's it. It's Somebody, I was going to be a winner one way or the other this weekend. <laughs> well, let's come back with our college football after this message. And we have our guest, J.D. Hill, coming back to you live from under the helmet with J.D. Hill. 
Al Bubba Gross and Derek Kennard. Yo! Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach al gross we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 one 888 346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com Now, back to the show. And welcome back to From Under the Helmet with Al Gross, Derek Kennard, and our special guest, J.D. Hill. And from what I understand, we have a caller holding. Dell, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, and we apologize. We got some uh, new people in the in the in the uh, in the booth, and uh, we want to ask you a question about uh, the direction that the Cleveland Browns going. You're a Cleveland Brown fan. Been been a fan. How long you been a fan? Oh, I'm 36 years old, so 36 years, Al. Oh, born and bred. That's how they do it back there. They're born and bred Cleveland Browns fans, and they, and they live and live and breathe dog pound. So, what's your what's your take on the game yesterday uh, of what you saw against the Jets? Well, you know, this year so far reminds me kind of like 1985, where Bernie Kosar was the rookie quarterback. It looked like there was good things coming on with the Browns that was going to propel the Browns into a championship caliber run. So, yeah, it's disappointing with the loss yesterday with the uh, Stucky fumble and the overtime missed tackling by Eric Wright. But uh, finally, after 10-plus years, it looks like the Browns are finally in the right direction going into uh, next season and the rest of this year, to be truthful. 
And I agree with you. And, and you know, you brought parallels to that 85 team with Bernie. That was right after the transition from Sam Martigliano and Marty Scheidner coming in. So we do have some similarities. And I love Colt McCoy, this job he's done. And uh, and we just want to want to uh, look forward to a, a a resurgent Cleveland Browns playing at hard nosed defense. They're running the ball with Peyton Hillis, and we got a couple guys who have played in the dog pound. Uh, Derek Kennard, you got a question for Dell? Uh, you spent some time in the dog pound. Yes, I have, and you know, Dell, I've I've been uh, admiring the the Cleveland Browns for years, but you know, you guys are just coming out of the stellar this year and and doing really well this year. What what's your take on the running game this year? Do you uh, do you see any progress happening in this running game that's gonna gonna enhance you guys to propel you into the playoffs this year? Well, it goes back to the comparison of the 1985 team. Peyton Hillis reminds me the same type of runner Kevin Mack was back in the mid 80s. So it's encouraging. Um, with the young kid, I, I, I can't come up with his name from Tennessee that they drafted that got injured. If he can come back next season, you've got a nice little one-two punch going in to the 2011 season for uh, Eric Mancini and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I blocked for um, for um, Kevin Mack back in the LA Express days when he was wow. just a young when he was just a young waterhead boy. There, down there. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun down there in uh, in Los Angeles for the LA Express blocking for that young man. He's uh, he is one was one heck of a player, and I enjoy blocking for the guy. And I just have to say this. One thing about when I used to watch Kevin Mack run, I used to say one thing. We look at Hanford and many, and we say, thank God he's on our team. Oh, absolutely, because he's a big bruiser, man. He's uh, hard to take down, and he runs extremely hard. Hey, Dale, hey, man, I sure appreciate you hanging on in there with us today. And uh, uh, what do you think about Sanchez pulling that out at the end of that ball game for y'all at this game? I thought it was more the Browns' defensive backfield than Sanchez's talent. I saw Eric Wright just swing and miss at Santonio Holmes. Really, he didn't swing. He just looked at T.J. Ward like, who should make the tackle today? And when they were looking at each other, they went Santonio Holmes down the left sideline in for a touchdown. Yeah, you know, and also that field goal kicker missing those three field goals, that field goal wasn't automatic, and we had only a few seconds. But we want to thank you for calling in, Dell. And uh, and talking about our beloved Cleveland Browns, <laughs> and we'll look for you. We'll look for you another time. And thanks a lot for calling in. Anytime, Al. Thanks a lot for having me on. No problem. Thanks, Dale. You're welcome. All right. Hey, what you moving got on, on to? We're going to move on to our college football segment. Uh, we got the BCS with Oregon still at the top, Auburn second. And Boise State, Derek, has hey. moved ahead of TCU in the polls, because of, I guess because of schedule. And we got a big showdown going uh, with your Nevada Reno Wolfpack, your alma mater, yes. uh, in a couple of weeks. And I think... Do you think that's the only? Uh, I think that's the only resistance for the Boise State Broncos. Yeah, that is. That's going to be uh, the only resistance that the uh, the uh, Broncos are going to have going into uh, the bowl contention here for the BCS. Now, uh, Nevada's going to run run up a lot of scores, but it's a matter of us stopping some folks. We got to make some stops, and we know how explosive uh, this Boise State uh, ball club is. They're, they're extremely explosive. They got a lot of team speed. Now, I'm going to correct myself because I said that the Nevada Reno Wolfpack was the owner, but I got to give a lot of credit to Pat Hill and the Fresno State Bulldogs because they still got to go through Fresno State also. And I want to give a shout out to my nephew, Jalen Saunders, who's been doing a great job down there in Fresno. And the whole uh, Fresno, so they had a tough loss this week to the Nevada Reno Wolfpack. And uh, that, uh, tell, that, that conference is losers shaping going. up. You got some losers going to beat some winners. I mean, well, well you know that's why they through, play the game. Anything can happen. Bulldogs, you know, goodness gracious, get get another leg. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, um, uh, I don't see ASU on this on this Derek. you hitting below the belt, Derek. <laughs> Derek, you hitting below the belt. <laughs> 
Now, what, ASU <laughs> almost beat a good Stanford team this uh, week, 17-14. to 14, And Stanford's ranked number five. And that's another team that's been resurgent on the western uh, half of the United States. Uh, uh, playing really good football. They lost their only losses to number one Oregon. And, yeah. and we're yeah. looking at uh, actually four out of the top five teams coming out from out west. And we got can't leave out LSU. Uh, they, they beat a good Alabama team. And Auburn still has to go through mm-hmm. Alabama, and they got to play the old ball coach Steve Spurrier in that SEC championship game. Yeah. So it's yeah. they don't have one. Cam Cameron. It, yeah. It's going to make for an interesting <laughs> uh, bowl championship bowl championship series coming out. Yes, it is. This this is going to be very interesting. In the, uh, at the end, we also have Wisconsin and and Ohio State is still going to be in contention to uh, knock some folks off. But Ohio State uh, schedule is so weak. I, I have no idea how they going how they going to make it uh, make it to that. Well, you know the Rose Bowl uh, and and the stuff going on with the bowls always, uh, 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 you know, going to the allotted teams. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem right that we got some of these conferences that are not as good uh, being able to get automatic bids. Now, uh, right now we have a call in and we have on the line, Mister Lonzel Mohill. Uh, are you there, Mo? Lonzel Mohill is right here on the line. All right. Tell me what's on your mind, big fella. This is DK hollering at you, man. I've been hitting you all day. How you doing? DK Stockton, California. I'm doing well. <laughs> uh, Al Bubba Gross, Stockton, California. And, and, and my dad, JD, is, is he there on the line as well? I'm right here, son. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice. Boy, ain't nothing but love in this room for you, brother. How you doing? Man, it's, it's a wonderful day. It, uh, it's, it's night here. I'm out, out here in the Midwest, 842, uh, uh, listening to my fellas. You're back there in Cincinnati, aren't you? I'm back here in Cincinnati, Ohio. All right, all right. Well, you know, we're not here to talk about no U-Dub stuff, but uh, we, we, we just finished finished talking about the uh, Nevada and, and uh, ASU and U of A. And you have anything to add about your alma mater? Well, you know, I'm not here to talk about uh, the U of A, ASU, even though uh, some, some good upbringings. Uh, UW is, um, we up and coming. We got, we got a good foundation. Unfortunately, our quarterback got hurt. But we, uh, we, we're back competing, and I, I see us coming in the future, and I'm excited about it. So that's, that's what I got to say about, uh, about UW. We, we will be back, and... Uh, and we'll be coming strong. <laughs> and I want to I want to touch on the fact that for our viewers that don't know, JD has a few sons that have played in the National Football League, and Lonzel Mohill is one of them. He had a stellar career at the University of Washington, played for the Saint, uh, New Orleans Saints, and we played against uh, uh, you all down in the Superdome. And you were a formidable receiver that we had to deal with, and we just want to just say we that that. Uh, the heritage of Stockton, California, and uh, uh, we were talking about your dad being the spearhead of that. And we want to just say, you know, we love you, and 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 and, and your career has been an inspiration to some of the new guys that are coming coming out. What do you take on the the new guys from Stockton? Can you name a couple of them and how they've been doing? You know, my 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 take on uh, my new guys in Stockton, California, is that they. They they are uh, a new breed. They're uh, an extremely talented uh, group of individuals. Uh, they they they're making a name and they're making a Stockton name even uh, larger than what it what it was. I was always proud to be from Stockton, California, following all the all the greats like like uh, the Canards and and and. And then my dad and and, and the, uh, the McCrays and, and the Grosses, <laughs> <laughs> yes, know, sir. And you know, it, it's just it's just something to be to be reckoned with. You know, such yeah, a small special. town that's producing such great athletes. Lonzel, this is your dad. Um, what is it like, you know, uh, for that? Uh, yeah, one minute here, champ. Uh, to have the the name 
Mo. Most people don't even know don't know how you came about Mo, uh, but just the fact that you're the second round draft choice of the New Orleans Saints and on the All Centennial team at the University of Washington, you knew how to play a little football. But Mo stands for what? Well, can you tell? You want me to tell him uh, Mo? Uh, Mo, master of everything. It <laughs> <laughs> has, has a great meaning. The bow master of everything, and, and, and you know, you and 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 Carol, you know, came up with this mow the pro thing. You know, That's when right. I was way back as about ten years old. So, it, it, <laughs> and we took it to the next level in in terms of master of everything. M O E. Yeah, master of everything. <laughs> I like that, Bo man. You know, you've been mow all my life. That's all I know. But hey, man, thanks again for coming on the show, and I appreciate you calling in. I'm gonna let everybody say, "Love you, Lonzel. Love you, son." Hey, you guys, it's, it's, it's great. I love uh, love hearing my fellas, and, and let's keep Stockton on the map and keep on doing well, and God bless all y'all. Thanks, all Bo. Right. This is DK Love, baby. All right, baby. Be good. Y'all right, will do. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports joe cribs no average joe is here for you the fan to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports we'll discuss not only the headliners but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today it's a forum for the sports fan hosted by joe cribs a three-time pro bowler with the buffalo bills joe is a 10-year pro football veteran a former southeastern conference most valuable player and a member of the alabama sports hall of fame discuss the topics with joe cribs no average joe mondays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific on the voice america sports network entrepreneurial insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership presented by sunbelt business brokers the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world entrepreneurial insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners if you own or want to own a small business listen for entrepreneurial insights with john davies pino boccinello and matt ottaway fridays at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america business channel are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross you will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative from under the helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific 8 p.m. Eastern on the voice America sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice America sports are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to From Under the Helmet. We have Mr. Derek Kennard and our special guest, J.D. Hill. My name is Al Gross. And we're going to talk about the Monday night matchup tonight between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Redskins. As you all know that the Washington Redskins picked up Donovan McNabb from the Eagles this year. And last year, uh, Michael Vick was an understudy with Donovan McNabb. Uh, he came back from his uh, hiatus from the NFL uh, with the dogfighting incident and got a second opportunity. And it's really good to see him flourishing uh, this year. Yeah, uh, w- yeah. What do you think about that, fellas? 
Well, I'm glad to see that Michael Vick is back, and everybody deserves a second chance. And uh, we all, as young young men, make mistakes. But, you know, uh, it, it, those were some cruel things he was doing to animals. But uh, he's owned up to that, and he's paid his crime, uh, paid his uh, debt to society, and he's back. Now, moving forward, uh, he has been playing terrifically, and he's really honed in on his skills of getting the ball, keeping his head up, uh, head up, so he can get the ball downfield and. And he's moving around very well like he used to. I see the old Michael Vick coming back, and boy, is it exciting and exuberating to see him back uh, doing his thing. Now, we, uh, with him being the, the, the understudy of McNabb, you, you know, this poses a, a, a one heck of a matchup for the night. Big money. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, I, I'd like to say one of the things that I see in Vic, not only the second chance, and even in that second chance, there was a, some, some. Uh, he got on some rocky road, some gravel, some soft dirt, some you know, some areas that slippery. Uh, but it, it, it's it's turned out where finally Coach Dungy and those that were working with him uh, got him to understand and catch the vision you're right, of you're who right. you are, you That's know, right. and the opportunity that you have and how many lives you you're touching. But the second chance, it, it, it's great that he's got that because I believe uh, God is a God of second chances, many chances. But he he's also slowed down. Michael Vick has slowed down, and that's a thing of beauty to watch because now he's letting the game come to him. He's not forcing the game. His passing, his position in passing is a lot better, that's right. and he's making great decisions uh, under, under, under the center. Yeah, and I think uh, Andy Reid has been doing a very, very good job with uh, mentoring quarterbacks since he's been in the league, coming out of that San Francisco West Coast offense. And uh, he has, he's playing the best football of his career. Now let's talk about Donovan McNabb just signing a big five-year extension with the Washington Redskins, forty million dollars guaranteed. Now we gotta wow. we gotta look at this wow. situation. Here's a guy you took out in the last two minutes of last game, and then you turn around the next week during a bye weekend and renegotiate his contract for forty million. I don't know what's going on in Washington. We got some ownership there in a coaching situation that seems like it's in conflict to me. You're going to give a guy $40 million. I mean, you're going to go with him, but then you pull him out of the game. I don't understand that, fellas. You know, I think there there is some problems within the, within the front office as well as uh, the head coach. They're, they're not seeing eye to eye. Um, uh, apparently, the ownership sees that this young man is uh, worth worth the uh, is money and gold, his weight and gold. So, uh, you know what? There's a whole bunch of teams that need a quarterback right now, and uh, Arizona's one of them, and they're looking to bring a McNabb, McNabb in here, but. Before he was even uh, uh, ready to be on the market, this owner stepped forward and paid this man uh, what he has just due. Now, now this poses a problem with with the head coach. Does that mean this head coach is going to uh, have to eat some crow and and and, and back up off this uh, what a seventy eight million dollar extension? Are you kidding me? Oh, forty million guaranteed. That's what JD talking about. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> Well, he's got two. He's yeah. got two people that have yeah. a situation. He's having. You know, he's, he's got an issue with Hainsworth too. Well, well, you know, here's the thing. You know, you're giving these young guys, and, and not in Donham's case, he's a an older player. But there's so much money that's out there now because of uh, marketing, and then um, who's to say that this money will even ever be received? You know, with the collective bargaining coming in, you may have a lockout next year. You know, and you, you don't know what's going on. But I believe also that the either the Washington Redskins are making a commitment to build around Donovan McNabb or they're saying this is what it's going to cost you to get him to from get him. us. Yeah. Right, right. I see, <laughs> yeah. I see, I see what you're, I see your point. And uh, then what you bringing up that point about this collective bargaining agreement is a major issue in the NFL. We may not have a football season next year. Unless it's the UFL. Well, <laughs> unless we get us a collective bargaining agreement right. on this table. Now, no, either party is not coming forward and, and, and making a commitment towards uh, resolve, coming to a resolve on this issue. Now, what is the major hang-up with us coming to a resolution? Is it, is it benefits? Is it uh, um, uh, what is the problem? Uh, do the players want more money? Uh, I know it's split down 
down the middle, 51, 50, or 49, something like that, uh, where the players get 51 and the owners getting 49. Well, the owners was getting less 40 and the players was getting 60. Now the owners want that part of that 60% of that revenue sharing back. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's something for another <laughs> show because we can go a long time on that one. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, we can be, do this uh, all night but, long. Uh, I but do, as far I as do Donovan agree. McNabb, I, I just think that they've, they're saying, look, we're either going to make a commitment to this young man or this is what it's going to cost to get you. Now, you know, Donovan was, people thought Donovan was going to end up at the Cardinals. Absolutely. You know, and, yes, and, and so who is to say that that's still not something that's, still that's in the works? That's still possible because, like you said, J.D., they signed him to protect themselves from him going becoming a free agent and them getting nothing. And uh, we all know from the LeBron James and the Toronto with uh, Chris Bosh, it's better to get something yeah. than to see your superstars walk and you not get anything, especially when you give up a bunch of draft choices. That's what happened in Cleveland. Yes, sir. Well, we all know that if uh, Shanahan he gets his panties in a bunch, he gon' he will he will get uh, <laughs> he will get uh, uh, really upset with McNabb about something being so temperamental. Uh, in, in that sense, uh, you know, it, it it could be a volatile situation right now. We got the owner making a decision to pay him, and then the uh, here it is that the coach he pulls him and puts in us, uh, you know, put in a uh, inferior guy that. Uh, so who's more valuable here? <laughs> That's the question. That is the big question. And Daniel Snyder and uh, and we also got Shanahan's son and and Kyle or uh, whatever the backup quarterback. Well, you being know, good uh, you know, Coach Shanahan has a represent has a reputation of being feeling that he could win with anybody. Sure. Right. That's throughout the league, and for those who are in it and those who've come out of it that has been around him, is that he thinks his system and what he puts in place, he can win with anybody. And so, uh, you know, maybe that's part of what's going on here now, and it's maybe not showing up the way it should. But uh, I don't see Donovan McNabb being benched, uh, you know. All right. We are coming to the end of the show. We want to plug in that uh, Hitman Sports. We want to plug Hitman Sports, J.D. Hill's Catch Division, and D.K. Blueprint Education and Kids at Hope Academy. Thank you for joining the show. And you would like to add a few things on, Al? Yeah, join us next week when we'll have we talking about a little bit more about the collective bargain agreement and what's going on for next year. Welcome, and thank you for listening to From Under the Helmet. Joining us for From Under the Helmet, Derek Gennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet.